love music. Live sport. Tapes up with Derek Smith and special guests on Rock Sport Radio. Just after 8pm on a Monday evening. Good evening and welcome to Tapes Up. Derek Smith here to bring you another hour of Scottish Speedway themed news, views and interviews. Thanks again to Stuart Wilson for his input here on the in the studio last Monday night. Available to download. That's the show, not Stuart Wilson, on podcast if you've missed it. To tonight then, and we are very much in playoff mode. Some would suggest I've been in playoff mode for months as we fast approach what will be some very nervy semi-final ties this very week. I can confirm on tonight's show we will be hearing from all four of the clubs involved and even better than that, right here in the studio we have the best looking team manager in British Speedway, surely worth a fiver. Welcome back, Cammy Brown. I thought it was a tenner, Derek. Uh, well, cheap at half the price, Cammy. <laughs> cheap at half the price. How you doing? I'm alright, thank you. You enjoyed your weekend? Uh, fantastic weekend. We're going to talk about that just shortly. Let's uh, then cover off what we will be looking forward to on tonight's show. We'll kick off with a look at how Friday night's annual Championship Pairs final played out. Glasgow, Edinburgh and Berwick represented in a very strong looking lineup at Somerset. We will pop into Cardiff to review Saturday night's British Grand Prix. And as mentioned already, we will go into the Championship Playoff Overdrive as we preview both semi-finals and speak with Ben Duffel, Stuart Dixon... Gary May and Cammy Brown. That's all to come. Looking forward to it. Right, Cammy, play along. Clutch in, throttle on, tapes, tapes up. up. Good man. Let's make a start. First to Somerset's Oak Tree Arena, which on Friday night hosted this year's Championship Pairs Final, featuring the top two riders, eligibility and availability allowing from each of the 11 championship sides. Thomas H. Jonasson and Jai Etheridge represented Berwick, Ricky Wells and Cameron Heaps for Edinburgh, with Craig Cook and Rasmus Jensen representing Glasgow. Cammy, you were there on Friday night. Pre-meeting, how was the, the sense of occasion within the stadium? It was a, a fantastic um, atmosphere, Derek, on Friday night. Huge crowd. Uh, spoke to Debbie Hancock and um, she was delighted with the, the turnout. And uh, the pits were bursting because there were so many teams in it and you know so many mechanics and things. And the, but the atmosphere was, was brilliant, really good, really enjoyed it. So always an occasion to look forward to. A new format this year, Cammy, no, no mm. longer qualifying sections per se. Each pairing had four outings against opponents, presumably no, drawn by lottery, is that the case? Yes, and uh, we get into slight grey there because you know I was talking to a couple of other team managers and Stuart Dixon being one of them briefly. Um, we both felt that our teams had been given a much harder draw. And when, to be honest, when you looked at it, we we did have a a really tough draw. So you know to do so well, I, I think the boys deserve a massive amount of credit. I was going to mention that because you know, outside looking in, I didn't I didn't know how the draw had come about, but uh, you know it, it was obvious to me that some teams appeared to meet uh, some of the, the the top pairings throughout the night. And, uh, yeah, that can only have, uh, I guess, made the whole task on Friday night more difficult for some signs. Well, it was reverse psychology for me because I told her, her to, you know, that we've, we've drawn, we've been drawn against the top team. So, you know, there's, there's no, that we can't take a down in one of the races. We can't say we can relax in this race. We need to be on every race to qualify. And, uh, you know, to their credit, they really were. Absolutely superb from start to finish. But the Somerset circuit, Cam, it's one of the better, fairer circuits, I would suggest, on the championship oh, circuit. Most, and most it, definitely. And it lends itself to that, that type of event, doesn't yeah, it? Very well prepared as well. And the, the actual surface is um, is nice and smooth and raceable. And, and our two, you know, really like it there. And I hope, they, I hope I'm saying that after Wednesday <laughs> evening about 10 o'clock. <laughs> Much more on that later. Right, let's get into the scoring on Friday night. The top four scorers would qualify for the semi-final draw. And after the white heat of battle, those top four sides were... As follows, top of the leaderboard were Glasgow on 25 points, Craig Cook 12 points, Rasmus Jensen 11, uh, 13 I should say, Birmingham perhaps uh, surprise qualifiers on 22, Adam Ellis 13 points, Tero Arneo with 9, Leicester 21 points, Scott Nichols 9, Ryan Douglas 12 and defending champions just making it through to the semi-finals, Sheffield with 20 points, Danny King 14 and Kyle Howarth 6 not such an enjoyable evening, it has to be said, for supporters of Berwick and Edinburgh, who've seen their pairings at the foot of the score charts. Edinburgh finished with 13 points, Ricky Wells scored 8, Cameron Heaps 5, and Berwick 10 points. Thomas Jonasson scoring all 10 points, and Jai Etheridge, unfortunately, having to withdraw a, a rather heavy fall, I believe, Cammy. A massive crash. Um, and we're you know, briefly talking about the, the safety, you know, the, the new air fences we've had for the last few years. That definitely saved Ryan from having a 
a, a Jay from having a massive, you know, accident. He'd he'd have been in hospital, and the old fences really paid its due. Really did. Yeah, sorry to hear Jay with another another nasty or heavy fall on Friday. Hopefully he is okay. He, he was okay. I spoke to him Good. afterwards, Derek, and he was fine. Yeah. And Cammy, from your point of view, highly pleasing. Craig and Rasmus topping the charts and going straight into the semis. Yeah, and again. I was delighted with that, but the semi-finals then a, a draw. It's for, actually the team that finishes first against the team that finishes fourth. We happen to get Sheffield now. To be honest, and I would have rather have any other two teams than Sheffield because <laughs> Sheffield are formidable pairing and they were defending champions. Um, but they were they were fantastic in the semi-final. The the, the boys were tremendous. And to those semi-finals then first up was the battle of the Tigers, Glasgow Sheffield, as you've mentioned. Rasmus and Craig finishing first and second to move convincingly and comfortably through to the final where they would meet Ryan Douglas and Scott Nichols of Leicester, who had kept Birmingham's Terro Arneo behind them to outscore the Brummies in the other semi-final. So a Glasgow-Leicester final, Cammy. What dreams are made of? <laughs> it certainly was. Um, very difficult. Again, you know, we seem to get the difficult teams in the in the league format and then, uh, you know, the defending champions in the semi, then no easy task with Leicester in the final. But, uh, you know, we... we <laughs> We did. We talked about the potential of being in the final. And we don't have to win. You know, you don't have to finish first. You can finish second and third. So we had different scenarios worked mm-hmm. out, and as it proved to be in the final, one of the scenarios had to happen. Um, you know, Rasmus made a little mistake, and um, you know he's sitting in third, quite comfortably in third. Craig had so, gone. So Glasgow were holding first and third. Glasgow were first and third, and Rasmus um, clipped the curb and moved out, and, and Scott Nichols got past him. Um, and uh, speaking to Rasmus afterwards, he said he'd never ridden so fast to, in the next lap to try and go into the bend to pass Scott Nichols, which he did do, thankfully for us. And he looked up and saw Craig Cook winning and said, I don't, didn't want to let the team down. But um, he was superb. They were both amazing. And uh, I thought we were fully deserved to win win that uh, tournament. You know, we, we qualified first. We hardly dropped a point, to mm-hmm. be honest. And um, the boys really deserved it. And uh, I was really chuffed for them, really was. And please, please for the Fazena family to get a trophy as well. They work so hard. They put so much into it. And people don't see the, the effort in the background. So that's, you know, delighted. But there's there's something bigger coming next week, that which we have to focus on now. So that's what that's what we'll be doing. By your time, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. And delighted, of course, for the travelling Glasgow support. Because yeah. they, uh, they've noisily and vociferously backed this side all season long, Cammy. They're, they've been fantastic. And... We could hear them from the pits when the boys were doing well. So uh, when we got the trophies and things, we made sure that you know we took the riders into the crowd and all the fans got loads of pictures and you know they, they got to. That was a nice touch. Yeah, it was good. It was good. They really enjoyed it and um, we, they, we sprayed them with champagne in return. So it was good. <laughs> so Glasgow's top two, Craig Cook and Rasmus Jensen, showing their pedigree on Friday night. Congratulations to both lads on lifting the winners' trophies. The Pears Trophy then returns to Ashfield. Eight seasons since James Greaves and Joe Screen last lifted it at the very same venue. And that wasn't the only trophy those guys lifted that particular season. Is it in the stars? We'll see. I certainly, I certainly hope so, Derek. It, it was strange because when we got to the final, um, we, we, we thought we'd get gate draw because we'd qualified first, but it was back to a, a toss of a coin again. So, you know, I, I thought, well, it's the two team managers had to toss the coin. And I said, if it's me that gets to shout, mm. I'm going to go. Gonna go heads, I'm gonna go heads, I'm gonna go heads. And Stuart said, you know, you you shout and the guy flicked the coin and I went, Tails. And as soon as he flicked the coin, I said to myself, Why did I say that? <laughs> and it landed tails. And um, that's got... why you said it. That's <laughs> exactly. why you said it. Yeah. So it's might might be in the stars right enough. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a successful and thoroughly enjoyable Friday night for all the travelling red and white hordes at Somerset. For tens of thousands of Speedway fans, this weekend was all about only one event. The showpiece British GP staged at the mightily impressive Principality Stadium in Cardiff on Saturday night. Cammy, this was the 19th successive staging of the event in Cardiff. The whole day in and around the city is quite incredible, very enjoyable. Supporters from all over, all over Europe, mingling and uh, having lots of fun. It's, it's fantastic, uh, you know, supporters going about with the club colours on and you get to meet people that you've maybe not seen for a long time and I think more importantly the riders from all the clubs that aren't involved, they, they come out too and the fans get to meet all their heroes which is tremendous and they sit and have a drink with them and a, they get to ask them get pictures taken, the whole event's 
it's fantastic. Um, my good lady sitting here with us today, and, and um, you know she loves it as well. So it's a great event, and uh, something that we'll go to hopefully for many, many years to come. I'll book my tickets for next year already. Kim. <laughs> I felt I missed out this this year. Well, if the fans were having fun, come race time, it all became very serious for the riders. This year's British GP was the penultimate round of this year's ten-round series, and the podium places have still to be sorted. Can be a terrific occasion once again. Your thoughts on the quality of the racing on Saturday night? Great. Phenomenal racing, as always, at Cardiff. Um, so well-prepared track. Uh, they, they put a lot into it, and you can see. They've got it down to a, oh, a f- fine art these days, haven't they? They certainly do, and, and the whole show, it's the whole package is f- fantastic. And the stadium's amazing. It doesn't matter if it's raining, they just close the roof. So it's guaranteed. It's one of the it's one of the few you know World Championship rounds that's guaranteed to happen, and it's, it's phenomenal. One of the biggest motorsport events, in, certainly indoors, uh, in, in Europe, uh, yeah. each you know, year on year, and thrilling to see the world's best go at it on, on such a, uh, a prestigious stage. Not the best of meetings, in, some might have said afterwards, uh, and certainly not for world champion Ty Woofenden or for rising star Robert Lambert. However, what about the GBU debut for British champion Charles Wright? Can we five points? Charles did brilliantly. And, and you know, to get five people were saying he wouldn't score any points about his depth, but Charles is too good to, to be out his depth and you know against any anyone on a speedway bike. He's a talented rider. You work and with Charles, he's a lovely lad, isn't he's, he? He's fabulous. I'm I'm good friends with Charles and he's he's a he's a lovely lad and he's he's a he's a folk he's now beginning to realise how good he can be. And I know he's a bit older in terms of coming on, but you know, Craig Cook got better as he got older, riders riders tend to mm-hmm. get better as they get older at speedway and it's coming to channels and, and if he just grabs it with two hands he could go a lot further. So in the end on Saturday the Rostrum places were remarkably went to the three riders who are still battling it out over the gold, silver and bronze medals. Denmark's Leon Madsen, one time Glasgow target, took the GP win on the night with Russian rocket Emil Saifudinov runner up and world championship leader. Poland's Bartosz Smarzlik in third place. Can we looking at the the overall leaderboard? Just one round to go in Torun in a fortnight's time. Mr. Smarzlik holds a seven-point advantage, and the uh, banning disaster. Surely his name's going to be added to that trophy. Looks like it. Uh, looks like he will win it. I wouldn't mind seeing Leon win it. To be honest, um, he should have, if he'd come to Glasgow those years <laughs> ago, he'd have won it by now, you know. But uh, no, no, it's, it's it's good that it's gone down to the last. Sometimes it's over before the last round, and it's certainly not over. So it, it keeps that last round bubbling away which is what, what fans want. And uh, best wishes of you travelling out to Torrent in a fortnight's time. Absolutely. Have a fantastic time. You're listening to Tapes Up here on Rocksport Radio, broadcasting on DAB Digital right across central Scotland. Also streaming live via the Rocksport website and via the TuneIn app. Ask your home assistant to play Rocksport Radio. Love music, live sport. Right then, all the weekend action suitably covered off. Let's now look ahead to the much more serious business of the Championship Playoff semi-finals to be staged this very week. Cammy, here we are on Monday night. Any sign of those butterflies in the belly? Or are you all perfectly calm for now? Butterflies were there about two minutes after the <laughs> final race on Friday night. For about Wednesday, it's all, it's all the club's been, been you know looking forward to uh, the whole season. So all our thoughts are on Wednesday and, and you know get, make sure the riders come through any matches they've got before that safe and sound. I know Rasmus is racing, you know, he raced yesterday, he's fine, and, you know, I think Klaus is racing tomorrow night, so as long as they're okay and everyone's fit and healthy, that's all I care about, getting my full one to seven. You must feel at times like a bit of a father figure to these seven lads that you've got to nurture and, and look after every <laughs> jo- week. Joanna doesn't understand, some nights she sees me on my phone checking updates to other <laughs> matches in the Premiership, and I'm checking to see if the riders are injured or not, and it's it's a worrying time, especially when, you know, the other night we had Craig Cook riding against Rasmus Jensen and Klaus Wissen, <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, this is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know it's a, you're on tender hooks sometimes Derek as, as we know but as long as the boys are all fit and ready to go we'll see what happens we'll pour over the Glasgow Somerset semi-final shortly and hear the thoughts of yourself Cammy and Gary May let's first though turn attention to the other semi-final as Stuart Dixon's table-topping Leicester Lions face Ben Duffel's Red Car Bears Cammy outside looking in at that particular matchup, can you call it either way? I think I've got to be honest I think Leicester are slight favourites over the overall in the tie, I do agree that Redcar on paper looks slightly stronger with with the guests, and and I, I you know I've been told who their guests are, and and they're good guests. Um, so yeah, that that will close the gap slightly. But again, you can also look at Leicester. They've got Richard Lawson um, riding for them at Redcar, and Richard's a bit of an expert around there, so that doesn't weaken them. Um, I think it's going to be very, very close. If Redcar are going to beat Leicester, they'll have to ride to their maximum ability. But they've got some, you know, Charles Wright. Eric Riss, mm-hmm. they've got some phenomenal riders there, so I mean, I mean they can do it. 
I think red cars tracks very very fair. I think it's Leicester's tracks reasonably fair too. But I think mm. red cars an easier track if you're only going there twice a season than going to Leicester. If you know what I mean. Mm. So if you're a rider, it take, takes a bit more adjusting at Leicester. Mm. Um, so I think they're slight favourites, but you know speedways. A funny game, it could go either way, and I think it'll be a phenomenal match. It's probably no bar- no, no useful bar- barometer for, for this uh, tie, Cammy, but both sides have met four times this season. Championship Shield home and away, Leicester won both of those ties, that was back in March and April. And then in June, in fact, uh, successive nights, Redcar won at home, 48-42, and uh, lost 32-40 to in an abandoned meeting at Leicester the following night. So honours even in, as far as the league meetings were concerned yeah. um, since then though and you've touched on it Redcar have uh, suitably strengthened and oh, perhaps much, yeah. and perhaps Leicester haven't quite been as invincible yeah Redcar Red have definitely the team that strengthened most during the course of the season with the changes they've made um, Le- Leicester also have have strengthened up um, you know bringing Ty Proctor in definitely strengthened them uh, over Josh Bates but uh, yeah it's going to be a phenomenal match uh, it be interesting I think if Redcar have any chance at all they have to take as you know, a reasonable amount of lead to Leicester, you know, eight points, mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that. If if anything less than that, and I think it's going to mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for them to win it overall. Well, those are some thoughts here in the studio. Let us now hear from three of the team managers and one of the promoters directly involved uh, in the ties this week. Starting with Red Car Bears promoter Ben Duffel, who spoke with me a little earlier. We've been starved of success for Red Car for years, so. Um, I think it means a lot to every team that's in the playoffs. But um, for us, uh, having not really experienced this before, particularly in my first year as uh, in charge of Red Car, it's uh, that little bit more special. And you know, now we're within touching distance. Um, you know, we I think we would be disappointed if we we couldn't go through the final and and, and hopefully win the knockout cup as well. And looking back on the season, the, the club management made what I'm quite sure at the time was a, a very difficult decision mid-season to, to make some team changes. So out went Ben Barker and Ulrich Horstegard and Jack Smith in favour of Eric Rees, Kasper Anderson and Tom Woolley, respectively. However, that team change certainly appeared to, to galvanise galvanize the side to, uh, to greatness and climb up that league table, Ben. It did. We made the change, actually, just before we came to Glasgow. I think it was in July. And... Um we weren't doing badly before that. We we'd missed out on a point on a, a couple of away meetings, and I think we were in for a half decent season. But I think it was evident from the results we'd had away that we weren't really a league challenging side. And not Jade and I said that when we came into this, we we weren't doing it to make up our numbers. We we want to bring still the lens back to Teesside, and that's why we made the changes. And you know, we had a plan. Um, and it pretty much went exactly as we we hoped it would. And uh, you know, since we brought you know Eric Casper and, and Tom into the team, we we started winning away from home pretty much instantly. And yeah, so so far it's gone to plan. Just a, a few injury problems as of late. Of, uh, maybe it's put a little bit of a dent in that. But um, you know we we're we're still very optimistic. Let's look, Ben, forward to this weekend's uh, huge occasion for all at Redcar, the semi-final tie against Leicester Lions. The Lions picked you as their opponents for the semi-finals, Ben, and that suggests, <laughs> if I'm a little bit mischievous, that they fancy their chances against Redcar. Can you use that to your advantage with the riders this week? Our riders were actually quite happy that Leicester picked us. Um, my <laughs> attitude was that it shouldn't really matter who picks you because you know, if you want to win the league, which is obviously you know, everybody's aim at this point in the playoffs, then you've got to be able to beat everybody. So it didn't really bother me particularly that Leicester picked us. Um, I think it surprised a few people. But one thing that I always had a, maybe a sneaky suspicion that they would pick us because so many people love riding a red car. It's such a fair track. And, and Leicester have done pretty well here this year. In fact, they did win once when they came in the Championship Shield. And and then obviously we had the the injuries at Newcastle last Sunday, and I, I had a sneaky suspicion after that that could have tipped the scales uh, in our favour when it comes to, to you know, making that choice. So um, yeah, we're we're not really bothered to pick those. Like I said, you know we're we're riding quite high in confidence and good stuff. 
there's a lot of belief in the side, so Good. Yeah, and, we'll uh, just take whoever comes. And Ben, just to pick up on the injury, so Michael Pamtoft and Nathan Greaves are the riders in question. Can you both have been key riders for you all season long, of course? Can you just give us an update on both riders uh, and any thoughts on how you'll cover against the Lions? Yeah, so Michael Pantoft unfortunately um, fractured a vertebrae in his back, so that's actually um, finished his season, which is a really cruel blow to Michael because um, you know they've all been part of of getting the team to to where we are, and for them to miss out on the uh, the, the biggest occasions that we're going to be. You know, seeing a red car this year is, you know, really unfortunate for them. And uh, like I said, Crowbar to not just Michael and but but to us as well. Nathan, um, we actually feared at the time that he'd broken his tib and fib. So yeah, broken leg again would have put him out for the season. But X-rays showed there weren't any breaks, which is really good news. He just has um, pretty severe tissue damage to his lower leg, and then some ligament damage to his pelvis and, and back. But he's feeling pretty good and he's recovering a lot quicker than we expected. So we're hoping that he'll still feature, um, you know, at some point at the end of the season still, whether it'll be for the next match or not. Sure. I'm not really sure, but we, we have booked guests anyway to cover. So we've okay. actually got um, Brock Nickel coming in at reserve through Nathan. And then we, we've brought Jake Allen in to, to replace Michael as a guest. Very good. Two uh, very more, more than decent riders, I would suggest, Ben. Eric Reese Championship Individual Riders Champion. Charles Wright, British Champion. The club must be rightly proud of those guys. And you couldn't have two better riders to lead the side this week. That's right. I think proud is definitely the right word to really to describe it. Oh. We've, um, you know, we've, we've had uh, two major successes there and Although, you know, it was really a success for the individual. It, it felt just as much uh, as a, a victory for the club as well. And, you know, that those are two riders that can win races anywhere. And you've got to be able to win races to win meetings. So, we're, we're, yeah, we're pretty confident. And I know Charles and, and Eric are that we can, we can go to Leicester and, you know, score some good points there and you know, even chance for the meeting. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really good to have a top two like that. We've never had that at Red Car before. You mentioned, Ben, some mixed form uh, this season against Leicester. However, in the home and away scores in, in the league meetings, and, and these were both before your team changes this season, that would, that would suggest to me that this tie could be a lot closer than Stuart Dixon might imagine. Yeah, I think... Anybody would be foolish to write us off. Um, I think if you look through the two sides, um, you know, man for man, I think we match them, if not beat them in some areas. I've said to a few people, it's just going to come down to who the best team is on the day and, and maybe, you know, who, who can keep the nerve better and who wants it a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, they would be very, very foolish, uh, as anybody would be, to write us off. Um, having said that, Leicester are an excellent team. they top the league for a reason. Uh, and they are the team to beat. But, um, yeah, there'd be no better way to reach the final than to go through and take out the ones who have finished top of the league. Ben, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. We send our best wishes for this weekend. And regardless, hope that you and all associated to Redcar Speedway are rightly proud of the 2019 season. Good luck. Thank you. Some interesting and positive thinking there from, from Ben Cammy. Uh, for many, Redcar will be the dark horses of the playoffs this season, but uh, perfectly capable including those guests, of giving Leicester some problems. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Um, and I think it'll be, as I've said already, it's going to be a fantastic match. Both semi-finals look absolute crackers and too hard to call. After the break, we will hear from Stuart Dixon on all things Leicester. We'll speak with Somerset team manager Gary May ahead of the Rebels playoff semi-final with Glasgow. And of course, we'll hear more from Mr Cammy Brown. Back with you in two. Have you picked up the Feel the Heat brochure from your local plumb base? Get one today and take advantage of great offers, including Polypipe's Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket at £99.99. That's a 15% saving on purchasing individual pieces, and it's exclusive to plumb base. The Polypipe Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket is just part of the Polypipe range available in the plumb base Feel the Heat brochure. Shop online now at plumbbase.co.uk or grab one from your local branch. 
at Motorpoint, we put the super into car supermarket. We're here to save the day with a choice of over 7,000 low mileage, nearly new cars. Find your next car in a flash with our lightning fast service and same day drive away. Plus with Motorpoint's price pledge, if you find the same car for less, we'll match the price and give you a 50 pound Amazon voucher. Visit Motorpoint Glasgow today, just two minutes from junction three of the M74. T's and C's apply, see website for details. The list of things you need to do gets longer at this time of year, whether that's for the house or in your business. So tick one thing off your list right now. Your septic tank could need emptied. Let Grant Henderson Tankers empty your septic tank in the home or work, farm, factory or workshop at very competitive rates. We are septic tank specialists, experienced, safe and dedicated to environmental safety with our own licensed disposal site. Find out more at wemovesh.it or call 01698 284 987. Grant Henderson Tankers, let the experts manage your waste. William, Pamela and Anthony were sold investments by banks and ended up losing money. Luckily, they contacted Goodwin Barrett and were able to claim back a total of £65,500. If you've lost money on an investment sold by a bank, even if you no longer have it or the paperwork, just text GOOD to 6677 to discover how much you could be owed. That's GOOD to 6677. You don't need a claims management company to make a complaint and if unsuccessful, you can refer it free to the financial ombudsman. Love music. Live sport. Tapes up with Derek Smith and special guests on Rock Sport Radio. You're listening to Tapes Up with Derek Smith and Glasgow team manager Cammy Brown on Rock Sport Radio. You can listen again to tonight's show and play back each show as the season progresses via podcast accessible from the Rock Sport website, else from your favourite podcast app. Altogether, Cammy, inclusive of iTunes and Spotify. I should be on money for advertising them. All right, we are in playoff countdown. We've heard from the red car camp. Let's now pick up the thoughts of that wily old Leicester team manager, Stuart Dixon. As you'd expect, he's relishing being involved in another championship shake-up. Joining us on the line now is team boss of table-topping Leicester Lions. Welcome back to the show, Stuart Dixon. Thanks, Derek. Nice to be back on. Thank you, Stuart. Listen, I mentioned table-topping because, by and large, that's where the Lions have been all season long. Started the season like a train and have barely let up. A, a dream season so far, Stuart. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, we had a wee small blip somewhere around the middle. Um, I wouldn't say it was. It just wasn't as good as the forum that we had at the start of the season or the end. Um, and you could look at it as a, as a slight dip, I suppose, because the standard was so high throughout the season, yeah. And Stuart, I know you're not prone to single out riders for, for special praise, but allow me to suggest that all season long, you really have brought out the best in Ryan Douglas, Ellis Perks and Connor Mountain at reserve. Three three key riders for you this year. Yeah, uh, Ryan Douglas, to come, to get him on a 6-12 average, and I think he goes to 8 I think, come 1st of October. Um, he's, he's been fantastic. Um, always thought it was there, but he just needed... Uh, to get up to that sort of standard, uh, he's, he's been very promising over the years at Scunthorpe. Ellis Perks again has uh, put two points on his average, and as you say, Connor Mountain has been one of the strongest in the league, uh, reserves in the league, I think, without a doubt. Um, and he's a good young kid as well, and he's nice to work with. Definitely, certainly caught a lot of attention around the, the league this year. Stuart, belated congratulations, incidentally, on last week's Championship Shield win, home and away successes against Eastbourne to boot. And that would suggest that the Lions are in terrific form ahead of this week's playoff semi-final with Redcar. Just what you wanted. Yeah, we, we are. Um, it's just the fact that it'll be two weeks before we've had a meeting, but we had that before the East Bowl Cup final, and the riders managed to um, keep themselves busy, coming less for practice or riding for the Premiership team. So, as you say, we uh, we took care of Eastbourne uh, last Saturday night, and I think that effectively killed the tie uh, with us winning uh, down there. And then we, we finished off a very strong performance on a Sunday to claim the Championship Shield trophy, which I think was uh, fully deserved. We raced 10 meetings all in in that competition, won nine and only lost one of them at Scunthorpe Inception. So I think we're deserving winners of that competition, yeah. It takes a big effort to win the Championship trophy. So often it, it's seen as being the pure cup relation to the knockout cup. But my goodness, you you have to have much more uh, much more effort to, to actually lift it, Stuart. The league championship we referring to, yeah. No, sorry, the the, champ, the championship shield versus the, the knockout cup. Yeah, no, we did. 
we also met Eastbourne in the Knockout Cup, and unfortunately, um, we struggled to find suitable guests that day and had to go with two National League riders in the rider placement, one in the main body, and we were well hammered down at Arlington, but we came within, I think, two or three points of turning over the next night, uh, which would have been sensational. It's another cup, I think, we'd had a serious chance of uh, being there or thereabouts, but um, that's, that's the way it happens. Sometimes it falls for you, sometimes it doesn't. It's now all about the playoffs, Stuart. I'm sure it's front of mind for you. This a big weekend coming up against uh, against Redcar. Just how difficult a decision was it for the Leicester management team to choose your semi-final opponents? Uh, and in the end, why Redcar? It was tough. Um, I, I knew even before... Um, the playoffs were confirmed. I, I, I had a rough idea it was going to be Glasgow, Red Cam, Somerset, and in, in that order. Um, and we we've um, we looked at it, and there wasn't an easy one to pick out. Um, that they're all going to be very difficult. Uh, I know Somerset seemed the obvious one for a lot of people outside there because we'd won there previously and we'd, we'd beat them rather convincingly at home. But when it gets to playoffs, things are different and. I've used a lot of Somerset riders to cover Richie Worrell this season at Leicester and Chris Harris, Royce Glenn. They know the track pretty well. We we had a chat amongst the riders after we'd won the cup last Sunday night and the general feeling was we, we all go well at Redcar. Ty Proctor's four seasons there. Richard Lawson, who'll be my guest that night, has had a season there. Ellis Pertz had a season there. Ryan Douglas, Scott Niggle. They all seem to enjoy the track and I think that was, it was mostly about no worrying about what other clubs could do to other clubs. We had to try and, and give us ourselves what we think is the best chance of reaching the final. And I know a lot of people say that it's the one you'd avoided, but if you're going to win it and it's a big if, you've got to race them sometime, so it may as well be in the same final. <laughs> That's very true, lo- very, very true and sound logic, Stuart. We spoke to Ben Duffel earlier, and he intends to use mm-hmm. your selection of them to motivate his riders ahead of this weekend. Undoubtedly, they will be tough opponents, Stuart. Yeah, and I can see exactly where he's coming from because if someone was to pick Leicester, it would be the same for me. Um, I mean, I, I know that's what he'll try and do to fire up his riders, but um, we can only do what we can do on the track. I, I, as long as I've got my, my seven riders that I've penciled in for red car on Friday night, as long as they come through any meetings I've got this week, Premiership, etc., um, we'll be more than happy to go there. Um, I know they've had a couple of injuries themselves uh, and you might find that they're actually strengthened up because of their injuries. Um, because Michael Pamtov rode at Leicester for red car twice and scored two and one, respectively. Um, so I know he scored more than he, he guessed for Glasgow. Uh, I think he scored paid nine that night or less that night. But I think they'll get somebody who'll be, who'll be stronger than him on his previous two scores. So sometimes it can work for you, sometimes it can work against you. Sure, you mentioned already you, you've had to you've had to select uh, guests for a number of months now to cover for Richie Worrell's uh, unfortunate injury. You mentioned Richard Lawson is going to step in for you this weekend against against Redcar. What's the latest on, on Richie's situation? Is it officially out for the season, or would it would it actually be too much of a risk to take for Richie to step back in for the playoffs? Well, a week exactly a week ago, just round about now. Um, in fact, it wasn't because with the five o'clock start. It was after, it was on a Sunday night. He had a practice uh, after the meeting last Sunday night at Leicester uh, with a view of coming back in for the playoffs. Uh, he'd done three or four laps and he looked superb. Uh, he was on Josh Pickering's bike and, and he gave us a thumbs up as he went back in to, to kill the clutch down, etc., etc. He then came back out and had a fall and then realised after the fall he still said it was on his mind, the right mm-hmm. foot, and he, he, he was then on. And I knew I would get an honest answer from him. And he just puts his hand up and says, guys, in the change room, I'm not ready. He says, you'll need to go this final final one without me, he said. So um, that, we were hoping to introduce him back. And I know it's difficult sometimes, folks, say, oh, there's no race for a while. But Brock Nicholl had a race for two months. They came out and scored 17 and 18 at Eastbourne for, for Sheffield, his first match back. So some riders can come back and some can't. Uh, and Richie Waller, I think, certainly was in the category. He'd have been OK, but... He's been honest and put his hand up and says he's not ready and doesn't want to jeopardise what's already been a good season so far for us. Sure, sure. And listen, this side of the players, top of the league, a recent cup win, as we've spoken about, would you concede that Leicester, Leicester must be considered as strong favourites for the league title, Stuart? I don't know if we're favourites. Um, I think folk will look at us because we finished top um, and you would automatically think that. Um, it's, it's going to be tough. I think getting to the final will be tough enough and 
there's another crack of the semi-final going on. Uh, but we feel as a club that the other three clubs have got something to gain almost, where we've almost got something to, to throw away because we, we finished top. Mm-hmm. But we, we signed up we signed up for it. For a we know the rules. And the bottom line is, if you finish top, you don't win it. Very much like the players on Friday night. Glasgow were by far the better team. But they came within a whisker of losing it to Leicester. And folk would say, oh, Glasgow the best team tonight. That's unjustified. And it's pretty much the same as what I'm supposed to let the public will say if they were, unfortunately, not to reach the final or to lose the final. Uh, but, as I say, we all sign up for it. We know the playoffs are here and they're here to stay. Um, yes, do I wish it was a, a, a trophy for finishing top? Of course I do. But the bottom line is, it isn't. We have to go again. Stuart Dixon, hugely appreciate you speaking with us on Tapes Up. Good luck to Leicester this weekend. How about coming back on the show if you make the final? That would be nice. Um, obviously, I think it's written in the stars that it could be a Leicester-Glasgow final, so we'll, we'll, we'll touch base next week and see if that's the case. Let's hope that's the case. Stuart Dixon, thank you very much. Right. Stuart Dixon, Cammy, in good form. Perhaps a little uncomfortable in being labelled as title favourites, but that has to go with the the territory of being at the top of the league and uh, winning the Championship Shield just last weekend. Absolutely. Um, I think overall they've been at the top the longest. Um, from our point of view, from Glasgow's point of view, I think we we definitely blew it the, the whole match against uh, Scunthorpe. No disrespect to Scunthorpe, but they aren't as good as we are. Um, we should have, you know, in hindsight, we shouldn't have raced that match that night. The track wasn't really the way it should have been. Or we'd have been sitting top of the league. That's all the difference between the two teams in it, you know. And I think people tend to forget that, you know, there was a quite a, a little bit of a gap between Glasgow and the team that were third. So I think Leicester and Glasgow were the were the were the best two teams over the twenty, um, you know, twenty matches in the league. And and I think the league table doesn't lie. I, I would agree with you. I was a bit, you, you beat me to that. I was going to use that line. But Stuart Dixon at the end of the interview, Kami suggesting it may well be written in the stars, a Glasgow Leicester. Final. If it is, it isn't. You know, I, I relish that. If if that comes, um, you know, we, we're not we're not uh, been blase, but we'd approach that um, with with um, 100% focus. So it'd be tremendous if it is. So a highly competitive-looking semi-final between Redcar and Leicester this week. First leg at the South Tees Motor Park this Friday night, with the deciding leg at Beaumont Park the following evening. Good luck to both sides. The semi-final number two now, Glasgow Tigers versus Somerset Rebels. Cammy, the Tigers have made it to the playoffs in each of the last five seasons. As, as we already know, change days at Ashfield Stadium. Incredible when you when you think back before the, the takeover with the Fazena family that you know Glasgow was struggling to keep going. You and I know that's factual, Derek. It's not we're not just you know no, talking yeah. nonsense. And the difference now is that we have you know a club and a and a, and a, a background team that, that, that push everything in the right direction and, and it's all goes in the, the way it should go but that's that's not to say that getting to the playoffs is, is it, I mentioned as soon as we did it the night we did it mm-hmm. don't think it's easy No, just because Glasgow have got tremendous backers and owners we still have to work with the same points limit as everyone else we can't go and you know we're not Man City we can't go and sign 10 best players in the world if it was that easy we'd, mm. we'd have won five you know titles in a row I'm absolutely convinced of it we have to play the rules and that's why Speedway's such a fair sport and the sport we love we have to play by the rules and, and it still takes a momentum you know a huge massive massive yeah. effort to get there and you know the boys have done fantastically well Glasgow won there at Somerset in, in the league at the end of July Rasmus and Craig won the pairs on Friday night as, as you've touched upon would it surprise you at all Cammy, to turn up on Wednesday night and see a completely different type of track I think we've, we touched on that uh, actually on Friday night before the, the boys went away to, to Cardiff we, we touched on the fact that they might do something Slightly different, maybe make, put more dirt down in or something. But that that in turn would would uh, mess with their riders too. So you yeah. know, I think they're, they're a fair club and a fa- you know a fair outfit, and it's it's well it's a well run uh, you know whole whole out you know set up there. So I don't think that'll be the case, Derek. To be honest, and whatever we get on Wednesday, we're, we're going to apply ourselves to. Yeah, I think if you look at their top five against their top five, there's really not a lot to choose between it. I think it could come down to to the reserves, um, you know, our, our six and seven against their six and seven, and uh, you know, I, I would like to hope that we ha- we have a slight edge in that. We'd, we'd, to be honest, we'll need to have if we're going to make it to the final. We'll have to we'll have to outscore them at reserve home and away. Um, as I say, you know, you've got Chris Harris, 
Nick Morris, you know, Rory Slane, Nikolai Clavati is the top four and yep. and a tremendous young talent and Anders Roland is a, a fun, he's oh, going I places. I like to look at that lad. Yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely going places so we've got to take that seriously. We've also got Mikel coming back from injury and he's he's not quite He'll, he'll be ready for the for the yep. matches. He's told me he's going to be fit, but he's not done a lot of racing in a couple of weeks, and he's mm-hmm. come back from a you know quite a bad crash. Well, let's counter some of Cammy's initial thoughts here in the studio by now hearing from Somerset team boss Gary May. Gary, the Rebels return to the championship this season. Looking over the season to date, have you have you enjoyed being back in the championship fold? Yeah, it's quite uh, quite nice being back in there. We've been to most of the tracks before. Um, Obviously, I didn't like the points from it at the beginning of the season, but we all have to build teams, and uh, I had to make a few changes uh, as the season went on. And uh, as lack of riders around, I just went top heavy, and then uh, built the bottom end with National League riders. I was going to ask you about that. So, you know, looking back over the season, at the start, at the start of the season, there was uh, an argument that Somerset perhaps were a, were a bit top heavy, and you've you've kind of conceded that. But uh, you know, Rory Schlein, Nico Cavate, Chris Harris as a formidable spearhead, and uh, Todd Kurtz back in the side. Victor Grubauer uh, made his British Speedway debut this season, and a couple of two pointers at, at reserve. Mid mid season, of course, you, you you made some revisions to your your manpower uh, within the Rebels. Um, did, did you feel perhaps that there was a, a vulnerability um, th- this season, Gary? Yeah, because the way it was built, like, it's obviously with the top three to score. Uh, when Todd Kurtz and then Valentin went on, and uh, Henry Henry sort of like said, "Want to stand down?" I had to think of another way of doing it. And there was so lack of riders, so uh, obviously Nick Morris became available. So I went with Nick Morris and still kept uh, Chris and Rory and Nico. And I felt like if they got me 10 points, 12 points a meeting, and that's nearly 40-odd points, and it just needs the other two to pick up a few. And we can win, and we can hold our own home and away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the way I decided to go, and obviously it worked. Obviously, we lost against Glasgow in our first time we did it, but then we went to Newcastle, and my top four all got double figures, and I won 44-46, so it does work. And Nick Morris, of course, Gary, a known quantity to you. You've worked with Nick before, and you know just what steel he brings to the, the Rebel side. Yeah, he does. He, uh, he's, uh, Nick is an ultra-professional, uh, no trouble at all, and he just gets on with it. I say to Nick, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, and he just goes and does it. There's no hassle to nothing, you know. He does it. Nico's the same. Chris is the same. You know, they're, they're all good to work with. And Gary, you're you're in a fortunate position because you're no, you're no stranger to the playoffs, of course. Um, pre-season mission accomplished. The Rebels once again amongst the league front runners, Gary. Yeah, when when I build build a team together, I, I like to I like to give value for home. And when I go away, you know, I don't want to ruin anyone else's business. I always want to put a good side out. Uh, the aim now to try and get as many trophies as I can. And uh, obviously, we won the fours earlier in the season. The pairs went away from us, but that's one other thing. And then. The uh, other two competitions, the Shield and the uh, Knockout Cup, obviously I lost them because I was a new team, you know what I mean? Um, like a Valentin German and, and the two uh, juniors at the bottom. So I couldn't, didn't yet really have the firepower then, do you know what I mean? But now I've changed now. But yeah, normally I try and do a really good side. I think I've made the playoffs every season it's been done. I think you have, Gary. And, and, and the playoffs, the league championship, of course, is the big prize at the start of the season. A fourth-place finish in the in the end of the regular season for the Rebels. Been made to sweat a little bit in recent weeks by Berwick, Edinburgh and Sheffield. Or were you always pretty confident that you'd done enough to seal the fourth spot, Gary? Yeah, I did. I, I think my, most of it, you had to win at home. Obviously, I lost two at home. Glasgow, Leicester, well, well, they're already in the playoffs, so I didn't mind losing to them. And uh, other clubs come to me, and I had to beat them and give them nothing and then win away uh, two or three matches away, and I felt that I could make it uh, to the playoffs. But obviously, I was like you say, I was sweating on Sheffield and, and Edinburgh and that. But Edinburgh are good at home, but they haven't done well away. Sheffield are the same. They haven't really done well away. And Berwick, uh, you know, they don't do well away. So <laughs> I, I was I'm confidently we would make it at the end. You know, I know it was sweating on results. You have, you have um, strange results like you did with Scunfall come and beat you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? yep. So, yeah, so I, but I didn't think any of those three clubs could do that where they was going. Gary, let's turn attention to the playoff semi-finals this week. It's on the horizon. I'm sure it's at very front of your mind. Glasgow await in the semi-finals. The first leg at the Oak Tree Arena, of course, uh, on Wednesday night. You've mentioned already Glasgow had won 
at Somerset this season. Somerset managed to take a point from Ashfield in June. Man for man, side for side, this looks to be a pretty tight cup tie, Gary. Yeah, I, I really do myself as well. Like, because obviously when you first come to me, my side I changed all, and then some of the riders like Luke Harris, Nathan Stoneman haven't really ridden my track, and and uh, and Anders Rowe had had to come out of reserve and move into the team, and I went with the big four. So it was like maybe you hit me at the right time, but no. But when I come up to you early in the season, I I I thought I felt I could have won, but. Todd Kurtz uh, didn't score many and nor did the German and the two reserves just done the, what they had to do. It's my big three that kept me in it. You know, Nicole Gavati and uh, Chris Harris and Rory. And, you know, they like your track. And um, now I've got Nick Morris. So uh, <laughs> it, it, I can see this going down to the wire. I think you might be right, Gary. And listen, you've mentioned already that the first leg is on Wednesday night at the Oak Tree. What will you be telling your riders and what will you look for from them in advance of travelling to Glasgow on Friday? Well, I always to make a big league, as big a league as I can to take to you. And then if we can hold it, we'll hold it. But, you know, just go out and do what you've got to do. And most of my riders, like the top four, know that what they've got to do and they, and they will go out and do it, you know what I mean? But I can't give you too much away because obviously, uh, <laughs> obviously Glasgow people are listening to this. <laughs> I understand, yeah. And listen, you know, Somerset have previously conquered all before them at, at championship level. What, what message would you send out to all your counterparts of each of the other playoff sides, Gary? Uh, just... I don't know, you just go there and you just keep doing what you've done all season, you know, and just keep winning as much as you can. And the riders you've got, they know what to do, and it just comes, you know what I mean? But, you know, like I've done before, I've lost a championship by one point at Scunny when it first opened, and then I lost to Edinburgh, and then I went and won it twice, do you know what I mean? So, you know, you just got to keep going as the season keeps going, do you know what I mean? Just keep going all the way to the end. And the Rebels are ready, Gary. We're ready, yes, we're ready. We've had a good talk and the riders know what they've got to do. But Glasgow are a good side, you know. They've got Raza and they've got Colin, uh, Craig Cook that, you know, just won the pairs at my place. So they know their way round and they're probably the top two riders in the league, you know what I mean? But you can't win um, the uh, the league with only them two getting 29 points. So, you know what I mean? So in Correct. those matches, so, so it's still open. You and, know what I mean? An astute observation, Gary. <laughs> I agree with you. Sorry? Listen, an astute observation. You're quite right. It's got to be a, t- a team. You've got to win as a team, haven't you? You got to win as a team. And, and I'll tell you what. When I used to ride uh, against when Craig Cook ran against Edinburgh, I always used to say to my riders, "Let Craig get, Cook get 15 points because he can't win the meeting." And we used to just take worry about the rest of them. And you know, it paid off. You know, Edinburgh beat us once, but I mean, I beat them again. You know, and then I beat them in the knockout cup yeah. up, up at Edinburgh. Do you know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. You know, some things you just got to do and, and let Craig Cook go. And he wants to get 15 points, let him get 15 points because it costs the Glasgow promotion some money. You know what I mean? It's good. <laughs> so, so, sound logic, Gary, mate. An exciting week ahead. Looking forward to this. Good luck to the Rebels. Perhaps not too much. And, and, and you'll understand why I'm saying that. But uh, good to talk to you, Gary. Thanks for taking time out. See you at Ashfield on Friday night. You surely will. I will be there. And hopefully I'm coming home with a big smile on my face. That's the plan. Your direct opponent speaking there, Cammy, firmly believing that Somerset will have a big say in this year's playoff battle. I'm sure they will, but I hope they don't have a bigger say than Glasgow has. Um, that's that's what we hope to try and do over the two legs next week. And you know, if we can keep it close on Wednesday and get and get back to Ashfield on Friday, uh, if this tie was a one-off tie at Ashfield, I'd be, I'd be confident we mm-hmm. would get through. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Um, so we have to do we have to do the job on Wednesday night. Um, hopefully, it's third time. Lucky at Somerset for, for Glasgow this season. We've done well the, the previous two visits and hopefully we can keep that going. As I say, we're touching it. It's a very fair track. Um, you know, Any kind of close finish to the match, as long as we're not too far behind, uh, we'll take that and on board on Friday and give it a real a real go on Friday night, hopefully in front of a very big crowd. Cam, you always give us very straight, straight and, and open uh, opinions on things. And thanks for, thanks for that. Let's root around some more thoughts from you just now. Just looking at looking at your role, looking at the job that you do. So you're approaching the end of your second full season already yeah. uh, at, at the helm with Glasgow. What have you learned about yourself? Do you think discipline? Um, you're smiling before it's, you answer. <laughs> it's, it's been it's been a still a learning curve, um, Derek. But it's something I absolutely love doing, and I've you know I've, I've learned quickly, and um, I love doing the job, and it's something that that it means the world to me. Um, getting results for Glasgow Speedway. You know, if I'm not doing my own job nine to five, I'm thinking about how to get results for 
Glasgow Speedway and getting into trouble with the missus because she says, you know, we need to spend some time with her rather than talking about Speedway and things. Although she's she's a big Glasgow fan too. She's 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 fanatical and one of my biggest supporters. This is, as well. this is the lovely Joanna who's in yeah. the studio with you this evening. She is. I've got to say, I've got to say nice things about her, Derek. To be honest, <laughs> but uh, no, no, it's it's a it's a difficult job at times. Um, you've got to, as mentioned before, you've got to work with seven, you know boys who have got different views and things and uh, you know some people like some tracks some people don't like and you've just got to see how you can keep them molded together and it's something you learn from week to week um, but the, ta- the tactic side of the, the things you know I'm, I'm quite comfortable with, with how things work out Eric and um, we've, we've got a good good structure at Glasgow it's not just it's not just me we've got a good management team yeah you know from right down to physios telling the lads mm. how to eat it's 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 very professional. It is really professional. It's yeah. tremendously professional club, and, and I don't think. And, and we're very lucky to have uh, that, that uh, sort of setup. Inc- incredible, and you know, talking to to the Fazenas over the weekend, they're going to do more as well. So it doesn't it doesn't stop there. It's it's an ongoing process for them, and it's great to be a part of. And I'm just I'm very honoured to be team manager. Regardless of what hap- what does happen on Wednesday night, this Friday night, and you've called it out already. We'll look for a, a big crowd to be packed in to Ashfield. The riders have richly entertained the Glasgow support all season long and uh, and in turn the supporters have been noisy and, and colourful and uh, getting behind the team, Cammy. But j- j- I'm going to ask you the question again. Up in the pits, up in the godlike position that you are in the, in the pits, it's actually very meaningful that the riders and, and you feed from that reaction well, from the crowd. Honestly, I'm totally telling the truth. They really do. They love it. Um, the riders love riding at Glasgow, the atmosphere. that It's a show. They hear the fans. It's tremendous. Craig Cook's ridden all over the world and said there's nothing like riding at Glasgow. The atmosphere, the whole, the whole, the whole procedure, you know, the whole, the whole process from start to finish with the kids race and the tiger and you know yourself being a part of it, Derek as well. You know what it's like. Um, you know, harping back to the Wednesday night. If we come, if we come back to Asheville, you know, with a with a, a loss and we have to gain points back. You know, some teams like like Berwick were down in Berwick a few weeks ago and we lost 48-41 and we felt a bit hard done done by and we thought that we were a wee bit harshly treated by Berwick and we took them back and we gave them a royal spanking so mm-hmm. it can happen mm-hmm. um, you know don't think if even if we do lose on Wednesday night you know by a few points don't think we can't turn it around because I'm sure on our home track when we all ride you know we, we can do anything um, Berwick expected to come the other night and give us a real run for the money and I think we beat them by 32 points Yes. so you know when the, when the boys get the, their gander up they can do anything and you know the, this bunch of lads Deserve to be in the playoffs, and I think deserve to do you know as well as, well as the club can do. So we're going to give it hundred percent. Good stuff, Cammy. We've mentioned already the Rebels earned a point from Ashfield back in June. Both meeting this week are going to be very tight. I think that's almost a certainty. Fine margins, avoiding last places will be absolutely uber critical over the, the next two meetings, and holding the nerves together, of course. Are you confident, Cammy, that Glasgow fans will have a playoff final yet to look forward to this season? Yeah. All the fans that know me know it means everything to me, and yeah, I'm, I'm confident we can do it if we apply ourselves. And but everyone's got to contribute. All the riders have got to give us something. Um, they all know that. We'll, we're going to chat again. We've got a chat group. We'll chat again tomorrow night, and we'll we'll start building up to Wednesday. And hopefully the weather holds for us, and we can we can get both matches on. And by the end of Friday night, we can sit back and hopefully, if we're in the final, see what happens the following night at Leicester and see what happens. Listen, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, um, but we're absolutely focused on it. And believe you me, it won't be for lack of effort. I don't doubt it for a second. Listen, this will go without saying. I wish you and all the Glasgow riders the very best of luck this week. Just do what we've been doing all season long, and I'm sure that we together can do this, Cammy. Another hugely exciting and nervy playoff tie this week. We'll review both semi-finals on next week's show. And just a quick, a fleeting mention, also on Friday night at Armadale Stadium, Edinburgh and Newcastle respectively complete their championship fixtures. Tapes up at Armadale at 7.30. Amy Brown, the talking is just about over. An immensely important week for you and Glasgow coming up. You'll be looking forward now to just getting on with it all, I'm quite sure. Absolutely. I wish it was Wednesday now, but we're heading down to, to Somerset to get this get it started. But uh, it will come quick enough, Derek. And as I say, as long as the riders turn up all fit and ready to go, you know, we'll, we'll give it our best shot. Cammy, thanks for your company and indeed for sharing your thoughts on All on Sunday. Hopefully more from you in the weeks to come with much more to talk about. Good luck once again. So the clock is counting down to this week's Championship Playoff semi-finals. Will it be supporters of the Lions, the Rebels, the Bears or the Tigers who this weekend will be planning a winner-takes-all championship finale? Until next week, enjoy your week, enjoy your speedway. Good night.